Good morning all, and welcome to Sunday Q&A. It's a um, monumentous occasion. Thanks very much to everybody out there. 5,000 subs, well done. So we're going to be opening with um, the Aren't I Great part of the show. <laughs> See, the thing is, obviously I've done a video and everybody replies to the videos, the 5,000 subs, and I said thank you very much, and everybody said you're welcome. So now the problem is, either I don't read out your comments, in which case it's a bit like, hey, Shirley, I made a comment, it didn't even bother to read it out. It's a bit ungrateful, isn't it? Or I read out your comments that all tell me I'm great. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to cut. I haven't, I'm not going to do all of them. I want to say thank you very much to everybody who's um, commented. And um, I just put a few random ones down because there were some other bits and pieces in there. But I am very humbled and very grateful. Thank you all very much. So moving on as quickly as we can with the comments. Um, Steve Athers. Says, Pete, you're a normal geezer that talks absolute common sense and a breath of fresh air, matey. Thanks, Steve. He said, I'm a class one driver for a medical company. As I've said before, I have no intention of being a career driver. This is kind of why I like this one. Um, but listening to your channel was really positive instead of the rubbish interviews that the news gives out a lot. Maybe you should go on the BBC telling how it is instead of doom and gloom. Now, the reason I read this one out is I always thought this would be a really good idea for a TV show, which is, you know, like at six, you know, six, the six o'clock news with Nicholas Witchell. That's probably a long time ago now. Don't watch that much TV. Um, you know, like the Big Breakfast was really great when I mean, you didn't have to watch boring TV with Frank Boff and someone sitting on a sofa doing interviews with someone you're not interested in. And still, we had Zig and Zag and Chris Evans. Wouldn't it be great if at like six o'clock at night there was an alternative news channel on, say, like BBC Two or Channel Four or anything? Cause there's a million channels out there now that actually told all the good stories that happened during the day. Because I'm sure lots of, you know, lots of good things happen on a daily basis. Wouldn't it be wonderful to sit down and watch the news and say, ah, oh, someone today got an award. Ah, oh, someone today did really well, that kind of thing, like, you know. So, um, probably won't happen. If, if, if anyone does want to make it, I'm up. I'm useless at reading auto cues, though. Absolutely terrible. So, I'll probably have to do it like this. But as long as you're cool with that, I'm fine. Uh, Mark Newman. He said, um, thanks very much for your help uh, you gave me when you started out. The forums provide um, still assistance now. Congratulations. Right. Mark's point here, again, it's not just all about me. This is kind of, it, it's kind of just, these things evolve. And it's kind of evolved as a forum where I can ask you the questions that I don't know. You can ask me the questions that I don't know. I will do my best to answer them. But if I can't, I'm very, very lucky and very, very grateful to have a load of you people out there, the wise guys that know my, and there's going to be a load of you coming up today. Um, they're no much better than me. So, Mark, thank you very much for your comment. Mario says, well done, Pete. You're doing a great job. You've helped a lot of people, including myself, finding the right way onto the CX. Mario, that's, this is the other reason I do it. It's the fact when people turn around, and I think we'll go on a little bit. Ian McBride says, where, where will the mugs and T-shirts start? Um, if I ever do do T-shirts, you know what's going to be on the T-shirt, don't you? That, that photo is full of me everywhere. Blatant bit, of, blatant bit of plugging for the book there, by the way. Shall I Go Mum by Peter Coth. Marvellous read. Um, available to buy from Amazon, as is the new novel, The Unbelievables. In fact, I'm going to go straight to the conclusion. As um, the urban trucker says, things to do while waiting, because we did one on things to do, we're going to do one on things to do while waiting on a bay. I've just started reading an excellent book that I highly recommended by a wonderful author, Mr. Peter Coth. You may have heard of him. Much more self-congratulatory praise, as my wife says. Self-praise is no praise at all. But it's a, it's a good novel. 
Really good, the new one, The Unbelievables by Peter Coates, available to buy on Amazon, right in the sequel as we speak. It's a trilogy. Um, he said, I've taken a lot, he said, you've taken a lot of time to do these videos, short videos, and they add up. Here they do, I've got hundreds of them now. Uh, not only have you helped many people, but you started a little community of fellow brothers and sisters in the career driver business, starting them up with small yet useful details that they would not even have thought of. Um, what I call darkness and light. You brought them through the darkness and shed light on them. Top guy, Pete, thank you. And that's kind of the plan. You know, I just want everyone to be happy. And I say the best thing about it, I mean, the money's great. Don't get me wrong. With the Circuit Mob sponsoring as well, the money is very handy. And from a man who you can go back and watch the first video when I started, I was, well, I was kicked out of the house. Um, but the best bit, you could, I would say you could keep all the money. The best bit is when people turn up and say, I hated my life. Then I watched your videos. Now I've got a van and I love it. And that's just the best. But anyway, thanks. Um, Dave Cosy says, Pete, don't thank us. We should be thanking you, mate. You're not hard selling. You're not false. You're every bloke doing an everyday job. And your pleasure to watch Dave. Thanks very much, my friend. Uh, domain name guy says, you're just down to earth, which is why people watch your videos. You have filled a gap in the market because not everyone wants to drive for a living or wants to be a class two or class one driver. Thousands of drivers prefer driving vans or seven and a half tons. You cater for that market. Congratulations on your 5,000 subscribers. Domain name guy, a regular guy who constantly comments. And again, one of the people that knows far more than me about this stuff. Hmm. Tony Mason, thanks Pete, glad you hit the 5,000. I bought a lorry and signed up to the HX after seeing your video, so help me for sure. See, this is my point again. I can't, you kind of should be, people said, and it comes up again, done it recently, um, that's extra competition for you. Why are you doing this? I don't see it that way. It's never worked out that way. It's not like Tony's signed up and as a result of which I can't get any jobs. I'm still getting jobs. And I always go, if you get, there's a geezer actually starting, I spoke to him on the phone, and he's starting in a lorry in Milton Keynes. And I said, when you're up and running, give us a call back, because if we haven't got any jobs that we, can, we can't cover, we'll give you a bell. And then you can, you know, I think... Better together. Always better together. Um, and the final word goes to Gary. Thanks again for listening. If you're still listening, because it's a little bit like everyone look at me, I'm great. Um, Gary said, I always wanted to be an owner driver, but with, this is my favourite, actually, Gary. Uh, but with four, soon to be five kids, I never had the confidence to take the plunge until your videos. Now, I'll stop at this point. I would have said, if you'd have rung me and spoke to me, I'd have gone four kids. <sighs> Gary, I can't in all honesty recommend it to you. You've got responsibilities, but... He didn't ring me. Instead, he took the plunge. He said, I now work for myself. Whenever I want, I'm earning more money than any job I've ever had, after expenses, etc. And I get to be home with my kids when or they, when I, brackets, or they, dad taxes, want. You gave me that confidence for the push, Pete. Thank you so much. Gary, that is worth everything. I'm just pleased for you, my friend. If you can make someone's life better, do. Because <laughs> if we all work like that, what a wonderful world it would be. So, once again, thank you all. I am humbled and very, very grateful. On the subject to which, we're now expanding the empire. <laughs> Not the uh, Van Gogh empire. I am still waiting on the operators from Coventry. I sent them an email last week. I rang them during the week because I've got to talk about going um, limited because we're not limited. And if we don't go limited, it's going to cost us a load of money in tax. So we've got to work out how. You can change your operators to limited. It's not too much of a palaver. What they're really concerned about is who the directors are going to be. So that shouldn't really be back an issue because I'm kind of clean. So that's good. But also, um, yeah, the expansion of the empire... 
there's this thing on YouTube. It's, I think YouTube is trying to catch up with the TikTok mob, um, and it's called YouTube, YouTube Shorts. And apparently, and I won't lie to you, it's a good way of getting extra sort of traffic towards your channel. And I'm not adverse to getting extra traffic towards a channel because more adverts is more money, more comments, more help. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, to me, it's a win-win all the way around. Also, YouTube, YouTube short videos, it's easy for you to say, have got to be less than one minute long. So what I thought about it, and I thought, like, for example, I've got time, I'm going to change the handbrake cover on my car because it's all a bit painted and I've got a chromey uh, carbon fiber looking one. Looks nice. Um, and so you go on the videos, and the amount of times where it'll go, there's a five-minute video, and it's Chad's Auto Shop. Da, da, da. Hi, I'm Chad. I'm Chad's Auto Shop. And then there's a sort of fancy, sort of graphic-y thing. Da, da, da. And then Chad talks to you for 15 minutes about, you know, changing the handbrake on your car. Handbrakes on cars are very important. You know, what you need is a handbrake in your car. And the way handbrake is, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't need none of this, Chad. Just, just cut to the chase, mate. I just want to see the bit where you take the handbrake cover off. So you scroll with a bit at the bottom, you scroll back again, you try and find it. And there's a load of stuff out there like the strap winder, how to do out ratchet straps, how to undo ratchet straps, all that kind of stuff, which you can do in the Janet and John version in less than a minute. So if someone wants to watch, go, oh, I can't get the strap off, I don't know how to do it. Hang on a second, this video is clipped. Clip, well, oh, you do it like that. So I'm going to do a load. And because they are less than one minute long, A, I can make them a lot quicker. Oh, that doesn't that take, you know, as you can see with my amazing editing skills, it doesn't take me that long to make these videos anyway. And then B, and this is the kicker, because they're like a less minute long, and it's also tied in with a kid, this is going to become more apparent in the future, um, I can upload them to Instagram and TikTok. I said TikTok to Molly. She went, how old are you? <laughs> are you 12? But they're on there. There's, uh, there's going to be. The, I've done a few already. They're coming onto YouTube soon, probably starting next week. But if you want to make a start, um, you can. If you type Pete, <coughs> Pete underscore the underscore courier underscore driver into either Instagram or into TikTok. There's, I've already made a start. There's five on there, which we'll. If you don't, don't worry because they're going to come on YouTube anyway. But if you want to see them early, or if you are on Insta, or if you're on TikTok, or you think that might be useful, um, and um, yeah, there they are. I'll do a TikTok. I might do a little dancey videos. You know, whatever. Can't do that way. I'll do that way. Change your age, epic. Now back to normal. <laughs> I might do a thing at the beginning. Anybody wants to skip all the nonsense, just go to 10 minutes 46. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I would if, you, if I had, you'd be here right now. Increments in waiting time. Uh, as my mate Dave the Chris said, nicest guy I've ever met, uh, the most valuable thing we get. Time is the most valuable thing we get. Time is money. Be lucky. He's right. It is the most valuable thing you're going to get. Here for a good time, not a long time. Uh, Rock God 23 says so this is to do with the fact that, you know, if you're on site for like, um, if you're in a van and your waiting time is say £20 an hour and you're there for 50 minutes, that's 20 minutes free plus 30 minutes, should you charge them a tenner, should you try and get the 20 quid, should you charge them anything? Um, Rockgod23 says, remember, most customers are happy to pay waiting time, so it's better to work with your customer getting the price that you're both happy with. Don't treat it as an argument on the phone with silly demands. Once negotiated amicably, you're more likely to get work on the, further on down the line. They, they won't want to deal with that bloke shouting demands down the phone. I agree with most of that. 
I don't think everyone was particularly happy about paying waiting time because it's just one of those things. No one's happy about it. It's like no one's happy about the fact that they've got a hoover, you know, a load of dishwasher. But we're prepared to do it because we know it has to be done. But he's dead right on the fact you want to be amicable. You don't want an argument. An argument is only going to stop you getting work in the future. And also they're less likely to pay it. The problem is, if you put their back up, they're a bit like, no, but if you can come in reasonably, give them plenty of warning. I've been here for 10 minutes, I've got it, they can't find it, I'm hoping they're going to find it. Try to be reasonable, try to have a laugh, try to get on with the chipper. That way you've got much more chance of getting the money. And also, everybody's happy. No one, again, nobody wants grief in their day. Um, the Bearded Traveller. He says, I am watching this and starting to think that I'm a bit cheap. I'm in a long wheelbase van and I charge £15 an hour waiting time after the hour has passed. Also, would would be good to know your opinion on price per mile now that diesel's gone up 20p a litre. Cheers. Yeah, you are too cheap. Um, uh, firstly, the, the bit that scares me after the hour has passed. Hours only apply to anything over three and a half tonne. So that's seven and a half tonnes, 18 tonnes, 26 tonnes, Arctic. If you're in a van, 20 minutes. You want to be loaded within 20 minutes and 15 pounds. Because you could be on site for two hours and then get an extra 15 quid. In a van, you're looking at three hours to do a job. So it's like 15 pounds. So that would be like your job would be worth 22 pounds 50. And that just doesn't compute. I personally, on a long wheelbase van, would be looking to charge 20 pounds an hour waiting time after the first 20 minutes. And I think that is. That's par for the course. That would be what most shippers would expect. That's what most people in normal basis charge, as is my understanding. Um, Steve Campbell, the nefarious Steve Campbell, is back on the scene again. Uh, he says, the funeral charges uh, charge waiting time. It's just I'm on a prepaid plan and, and, and they're already paid. Yeah, Steve, the way you're going, mate, I don't think there's any chance of you overrunning your waiting time. <laughs> but I hope that's not the case because I would truly miss your comment. Also, he says, I'm in down and market on because this was Friday. I was in Ely. I put it in my map. And it was it was an hour away from me, and I had an hour to get to my next um, pickup in Milton Keynes. I was supposed to be picking up between three and four. I got it at three. But in another world, mate, I'd have, I'd have rung you. I'd have gone, right, I'm coming. We're having a cup of tea. We will meet. Well, a lot of you guys, one day we will meet. Right, then there was the video on where do I find the time to make the videos. Right, now, I, I have suffered from insomnia this morning. I woke up at half past two. So I then done all the comments and printed them out and then uploaded the stuff to the website because I've got a website with all these videos on for what it's worth and um, done a load of other stuff on the computer. Then I went to bed and then got woke up at this now, half eight, by my wife, the delivery driver. Love delivery drivers. Sort of the earth, wonderful people. The geezer banging on the door because she's gone and bought another plant. Enough already. Where are you going to put it? She tells me that she can't put it, it's got to go near the window because otherwise it would die because it hasn't got enough light. We haven't actually got any more space near the window. Stop buying plants. Although I do like the plants. I'm kind of, it's, it's, I feel like George of the Jungle in here. Watch out for that tree, it's a cactus. Um, yes, where do I find the time? Gareth Croft. He, he says, I was, when I was in Wales, I was right near his house. Waves. The next time, Gareth. Sure, I'll come up again. I'll give you a shout. We'll have a cup of tea. They make me a cup of tea. Lovely people in the um, in the conference centre. Very nice. Lee Westcott. Um, 
because he said Sean Richards put it up. And once again, no disrespect to Sean, he put it up with a couple of LOLs. It wasn't a nasty comment. It's just, it was, where do you find the time of that? And Sean's obviously a multi-drop driver. Also, we've got one coming up on the multi-drop this, this um, week, I think. And that's kind of to do with the circuit mob, because I said I'd do them one a month and stuff like that. But it's, again, once a month I said I would do a dedicated video to multi-drop drivers. So thanks for all your comments. There's a few coming up today, which I'm going to repeat. Um, yeah, anyhow. Sean Richards, uh, Lee Westcott says, Sean Richards, ask your own question. You're saying you're a multi-drop driver, not as all delivery drivers have to bang out hundreds of deliveries a day. Well, no, we don't. Um, as I do large items, deliveries like furniture, an average of three to four a day with a 10-mile radius, generally finishing by one o'clock in the afternoon and still make more money than most multi-drop drivers. Lee, I'd be curious to know, are you doing like the DFS or something like that? Because we used to do them. You're getting good if you're only doing three and four. They used to make us do three and four and then come back for the second run. Having said that, the day's run was worth something like four, I think it was 432 quid with the VAT, like, you know? So I guess maybe you'd only have to do one run. And you don't get me wrong, it would take you all day. We'd start at like, we'd start loading at five in the morning, like five in the morning. And we'd normally be done by about four o'clock in the afternoon. You're good if you, if it's lucky, some of the sofas took forever to build. Um, some of them are a bit difficult to find. A lot of the biggest problem with furniture delivery I found is trying to get the sofas through the door. You can guarantee that people with the smallest houses buy the biggest sofas. You know, why? But anyhow, uh, Dave Cosy said, uh, I've seen both sides, multi-drop with no time to breathe, let alone make a video, early starts, lots of drop, eat dinner, fall asleep before extenders, wake up again. Then I drive for a small family-run distribution firm and, oh, mate, what a difference it makes. His words. Uh, time to stop, same if not better money, no nagging the missus, no nagging missus. Plus, I'm still awake for the news at ten. Yeah, you're right. The multi drop is very, very difficult. The thing we've all got to be aware, be aware of, guys. Not, it's not always that easy for other people to jump in the career thing. If a lot of them don't have the the, the scratch up front to like to run them for two months, and um, it's just easy entry. You know, Argos, Hermes. Amazon, that kind of stuff. It's just sign here and you go. So sometimes a lot of people do it as a way to build into this. But yeah, I agree with everything you say. If you are doing a multi-drop, my hat goes off to you. Well done, you. And thank you very much because you, the selfie stick that is holding the phone I'm recording this video on was delivered by one of you guys. And that plant. Um, domain name guy. He had 20. He was quite happy. <laughs> um... Uh, multi-drop is all about pace and planning your own day properly to make sure you plan for a dinner break, etc. It only takes five minutes to make a video. Just pull your phone out and go on the camera app, click record, waffle for five minutes, and then go to your YouTube account and click upload. Um, add a title about your waffle, press upload the video, and the upload will carry on while you're making your deliveries, etc. Yeah, I mean, in fantasy, it takes one minute to make a video now with the YouTube shorts. You guys might want to jump on it if anyone's out there. Why not? I'll, I'll, I'll quite happily, you know me, I'll quite happily... Yeah, it's gone funny. I've slept in it again. Um, I'll quite happily sort of promote anyone who's doing it. I've always said I'll do that one as well. If you're doing something out there, just give me a shout, Pete. I'm doing the videos. If I, I can do, if I can do cards, I will sort of go have a look at this guy. Um, yeah, one minute it takes now. And yeah, he's right. A lot of people out there, like the kids doing videos now, uh, we'll come out in the future. Not too far in the future, I think. Um, 
and my mate Nick at London Creative, he does a lot of videos. Some of it's about London Cemetery, some of it's about climbing. He does a lot of stuff that really helps me because it helps me with my computer side of things because I'm not Mr. Tech. Um, and they spend a lot of time, their time and effort editing it and speeding it up and putting the music on. And they're teaching me how to do this kind of stuff. But I tend to just press the red button, record, talk some nonsense, and then upload it. And he's dead right. That's all I do. Um, but yeah, however you do it, you know, you can do it. <laughs> it's Christopher's. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, they did one because we're talking about the multi-dropout. I did one on, is it the route, the Road Warrior, the Road Route Fire? I can't remember the name of it. Um, he said, this is the second best app. What is the, what is the first? The first is the mob that uh, I recommend, which is Circuit. As Ian Coyne says, Circuit is very good. It is very good. It is the Rolls-Royce of multi-drop apps. And as with the Rolls-Royce, it's a little bit dearer than the other. But as I've said many times before, and I stand by this, I think it is well worth the extra money. So we'll do a little link to your channel if you're interested. Right. <coughs> Cabotage, which sounds a bit like cabbage, which is why I made the very poor um, Cracker Jack contemporary reference to the 1825-year-old Jack. Um, cab oh, okay. Um, cabotage is running your trucks in someone else's country, basically, and you're not allowed to do it. So Nick at London Creative says, you know, guy's got his own channel out there. He says, so how did my uncle's haulage company that my dad drove for run fleets of Arctic and flatbeds in the 70s to the 90s, driving to Spain and other European countries, picking up fruit like and driving it back? And he says, does anyone remember RF Lewin Transport? Yeah, that's not cabotage. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to drive to someone else's country, drop the goods off, then drive somewhere else in the country, pick the goods up and drive back again. What you're not allowed to do is to on Monday morning drive to someone else's country, spend all day, all week running around in that country, picking up and delivering loads, and then on Friday drive back again. That's kind of the Janet and John version again. Or... More specifically, is my mate Nick, the urban trucker, who knows about this stuff. He knows about loads of stuff. He's brilliant. He said, I'm just going to read this, okay? Cabotage rules in the rest of Europe and before the British government changed them today. Cabotage is the collection and delivery of goods within the country other than the one where the haulier is licensed. If you're a non-UK operator's license, then you can only do, and this is where I got it wrong, three internal movements in the following seven days, having completed a loaded international journey. However, it gets a bit more involved with the different rules on what you can and cannot do internally. You also need EMCT permits as well. Don't know what that is. You might want to come back to me on that one, Nick. Um, a side note, back in the 90s and early 2000s, some British hauliers registered their trucks abroad, mainly in Holland. All you needed was, the address, was a, an address in the country of your choice. It was done to avoid the crippling road tax at the time that was put on HTVs. Because I remember road tax, like on the big moments, being like a grand a year. And now it's like normal tax. Well, I'm probably wrong on that one. I'm wrong on everything else. Um, it was not uncommon to see British haulers running on Dutch plates. This was known as flagging out. This came to an end in the 2000s after the fuel protest forced the government into helping hauliers by massively reducing the VED on trucks. Don't know what that is either. Uh, cabotage rules where the, when they tighten up and a vignette scheme required all lorries, including those from overseas, to pay tax to use British roads. British hauliers have to operate under the strictest rules for vehicle maintenance and roadworthiness in Europe and jump through massive hoops to get an operator's licence in the first place. It's an absolute joke to change the cabotage rules. 
and tell me about it because I know how many how many hoops I've had to jump through still to get an operator's license and to try to get the second one and then to turn around to everybody else out there and go yeah come in and help yourself. It's, it's, like I say, it's probably not going to make that much difference to me because I'm a small time Charlie. But if I was like proper, I would be I would be fuming right now. I'd be spitting blood. I'm like, um, he also goes on to say, W2F, I can't believe the British government has done this. The implications um, could and probably will be on, on British audience have a massive detrimental effect on us. Uh, also, there was another guy who passed the comment this morning from Richard. I, I, I didn't get down to write it down. And I can't look because it's on my phone. I'm recording. He said exactly the same thing. Um, so if I don't get to read that one out next week, I did appreciate your comment. Thanks very much. Um, and then we go down to Shep3650. Kind of a droid's name, kind of a dog's name. Um, no offence. Sadly, this is going backwards. Uh, there will be, there will without doubt be lots more accidents on British roads. The government needs to look at the 40,000 drivers in the country that would come back to drive trucks when the, the nonsense P CPC kicked into touch. That's when I've turned my truck in the first time round. When I knew the CPC was coming in and my mate um, dog groomer Dave turned around to me and he said, we've now got to take a test to say that we can drive the lorry we've been driving for the last 10 years. I went, I'm not doing it, I'm going to get a van. And that's why I, I, I jumped down from um, Shirley to Penny in the first place. Although for the situation I was in here, actually probably done me a favour. Um, I am one of them. And knowing the... And knowing the U EU under the count of CPCs that they have had before, I patch it all in. All I can say to British truckers is good luck, but sadly you have been sold out again. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a bit. Oh, we going truck drivers are wonderful during the pandemic, keeping the country going, brilliant. We're going to pay you all more money. We're going to pay you all it's worth. No, we're not. We're just going to let a load of other people in the dirt on cheap. I don't believe any of the foreign truck drivers that come in to do the work because they've got families to feed, but they ain't going to be the ones that are going to make making the money. It's all the organisations that you know, ain't going to employ them any more money, are they? It's just a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit out of bonk to me. As are many things. And Blue. <laughs> got a bit of a long Sunday Q&A today. Uh, this has been interesting. I've learned something. Once again, thanks very much. Um, a couple of people said, right, add Blue, and I've looked this up. And the add Blue nozzle, there's a magnet. He said, that's the trigger for the fluid to flow. Um, the magnet not lifted, well, if the magnet's not lifted, welcome the world frustration. It's like clink, clink, clink. But now I understand there's like, um, there must, there's a magnet in the nozzle, so presumably that's around the handle bit where the trigger is. And there's a magnet in in the hole where the nozzle goes in. So say that's the magnet, it's your thumb on the, on the, on the pumpy nozzle. And say that's the thing. When that goes in, these two magnets have to touch, and that releases the thing. Right, or more specifically, once again, Nick the Urban Trucker coming to my rescue. He says, uh, Hi Pete, inside the neck of the AdBlue tank there's a nozzle. It's a thing called an AdBlue key, which is basically a round magnet. And in the nozzle of the AdBlue pump handle there's another magnet. The two react with each other and that allows the AdBlue to flow. Um, if you can't get the two close enough, this is when you get the annoying clicking sound on and off of the pump. Um, you get To get around this, carry a strong magnet with you. When you fill up, hold the magnet in your hand near the trigger, and it should open the flow. I've done it in the past, it's worked for me. The reason why they put the magnet system into the AdBlue filter and Nixon nozzles was to prevent people putting AdBlue into diesel tanks and other places like radiators and screen wash tanks. Who would be as stupid as that? I filled my first truck up with petrol. Twice. Once could be forgiven. Second is more like carelessness.
actually once can't be forgiven. It's a truck. Have you ever known a petrol truck? I'm probably some of you have probably the army if not, I don't know. But yeah, so I, I can understand why they have anti-moron things. So one of them would have been very handy for me if they'd put one on a diesel pump. But it's a good, good point. And I've actually gone on um, Amazon and you can buy them. They're cheap. The cheapest one's like 23 quid. You think that's a lot of money for a magnet. The, the second one's like 40 thing. 40 odd pound, but it's like a little blue thing that goes around the thing. And as we go on, as Dale Steele says, he says, if you use a lot of that blue, you're much better buying a big, oh no, a big pallet size IBC container I, um, with it. I used to buy them when I was running buses. It lasts for ages and it's much, much cheaper. Yeah, Dale, that's nice, but I haven't got anywhere to put it. Well, we park our lorries. We park our lorries alongside another load of people who also park our lorries. It's kind of bird's nesting there. Um, I can't help it. I can see myself and I just keep looking at my air, which is falling out as usual. Um, and if I put the pump there, there's nothing when we're out of work, there's nothing if someone needs to have blue to go and help himself, like, you know. Alternatively, the guys next door have got one, so there's nothing to help them, stopping me helping myself, but I don't because they're mates. It's not what you do. Now, we said that, if you can get one, I might buy one of these things. One of the guys did say, um, it, might, it might come down to it, it might be in the future. Um, he said, if, you're, if you get one of the magnet things, Oh, that was right. It was on the review on Amazon. And he said, oh, it's a bit dear for what it is. He said, but you bear in mind, if you buy the Ablu in a petrol station, it's like a, um, it's going to be like 20 quid for 10 litres. If you get it from the pump, it's like a pound a litre. So if you've got a couple of plastic empty things in, in the back of your van, once you've filled your tank up, get the magnet over, fill the plastic containers as well, you, the magnets pay for itself in, in one it. So I think I'm going to get one and we'll see how it goes. You know, I can make a video about it. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Give me something to do in your spare time. Um, miscellaneous. Anonymous. <coughs> Excuse me. Anonymous. He says, uh, been watching for years now. And I have some golden info for you. He says, FedEx are refusing all bulk collections since yesterday. That is, any pallet, any large, odd-shaped, heavy packages that can't be handled off the truck or lorry and fit down their local depot conveyor belts. Go and get some new customers. So beware anybody who's going into Venex with large containers that cannot be um, handled off. You may well be returned. Having said that on the exchange, you just ring up the ship and go, they refused it. And then you'd probably get the lucrative exchange rate. So, or return rate. So in, in this particular instance, that might well act in our favour. Um, Jeremy Hawks says, Pete, I've been doing this for 30 years now and I was going to set up and retire to Greece in a villa, but your videos have made me carry on. It's also very windy in Kefalonia this time of year. Yeah, don't let me stop you, mate. Go to Greece. <laughs> it sounds lovely. It's very nice. Very hot during the summer. I think personally what you could do is do both. I think if it was me, I'd spend spring and autumn in Greece. Well, probably, like, actually, no, you, you, I, I would personally probably spend the winter months, sort of autumn through to spring in Greece, where it's not so freezing and miserable, and then I'd probably spend the summer months here, maybe running around in a van, where it's not so crazy hot that you actually have to run it in your air-conditioned bedroom because, you know, you can fry an egg on the floor. But, or maybe not, I don't know. Maybe you like the heat. I used to like the heat. I can't do it anymore. Um, Ski Savoli says, um, Hi, Pete. Thanks for the videos. Um, I followed one of your links on the Curry Exchange to see there are UK UK to Europe jobs for an extra £20 a month. Are they charging for that now? I used to think that was free. I was wondering if there are a decent number of jobs listed. That is assuming you can, you can see these jobs. Um, there's a decent amount lifted on Shipley. Shipley 10 I want rock bottom prices. I uh, just wondered if CX had enough to make it worth its while. 
All the best, Colin. P.S. Thanks for mentioning the extended um, Luton Cab idea. Mate, Colin, thank you very much for, for mentioning the idea. You know, like I say, this is why we do the forum. This is why we pass the stuff on. Um, I don't know is the answer. I would say for 20 quid a month, I'd take a punt. I, I would want to enrol, I mean, even if it's a year, 240 quid, one job, you'd probably get your money back. But I don't know if anyone knows better than me what are jobs like on the CX going from UK to Europe. I, the one thing I will say is you don't, they, 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 the one thing I do know is they don't often sell for as much money as you hope that they would. Because a lot of the time they're taken up by foreign nationals who are working and going home. And so they think, well, okay, there's a job here going from Leeds to Germany and I'm off on my way to Hungary, I'll pick it up. I've got to go back to Hungary in a van anyway, so I kind of drop it off on my way home. So whereas you think you'd be getting serious dough, and also your chances of then getting a job from Germany back to England are much more remote than they would be if, if as long as you stick to the top of Europe and like you know the sort of the industrial bit, you're kind of okay. But after you pan out from that, apparently the jobs are few and far between. But as I say, I've never done it. That's just my my belief and what I'm based that other people tell me. Those of you out there that know more, please if you can give Colin a shout and um, we'll pass the information on as always. Um, Little Scamp says, Sound Advice, sir, thank you. I'll be calling Business Choice Direct to make sure you get your... I mention you to make sure you get your taste. Thank you very much. They do pay me. Uh, I got 50 quid last month, so someone signed up. But, yeah, they do. But, again, I recommend them because we use them. Uh, Corrigan 71. Okay, Pete, what's the most money you've taken in one day in a Luton and in a Rigid? Right, in a Luton, uh, most money I took in one day was probably round about 350 quid. Um, uh, these were long days. You know, that was kind of start at five doing the fridges, and I finished about eight at night in not too far away down Watford Way because the jobs just lined up. They literally I dropped one off, and there was one around the corner, and then dropped one off, and there was one around the corner, and there was one going a long way. I had to wait for it for a little while. Um, but yeah, that was one delivery in a loot and one delivery in a bushy. Uh, the most money I took in, um, other than that, this kind of having said that, there's a street fighter job. The Street Fighter job was worth over 750 quid, maybe 700 pound. But that wasn't quite in one day because I picked it up the after the evening of the day before and then I worked all day and then I dropped it off the following morning. Um, in a lorry, the most money I've taken in one day, now there's a difference between most money I've taken in one day and most money I've taken in one day and got home, uh, was a piano. I took a grand um, and that was the, the job where I went to Wales. I, I basically finished in Caffili Castle outside Superdrug at 7 o'clock at night and I had to go and get myself a hotel but still piano um, recently I've managed to bring in 8.50 in a truck in a day but that is starting in Slough at quarter past 3 in the morning and then managing to get three jobs in on you and then you're kind of up against it see it's different with a van with a van you can keep running as long as you're fit you can keep running with a truck you're up against taco rules driving hours and all that kind of stuff so you're on the clock it's kind of your time is running out but I have managed to do it twice recently, that kind of money. And my God, it's very well received. I'm very grateful for it. I'm slowly clawing my way back to back to life. It's brilliant. Um, domain name guy, because uh, we're on Best Vans. Uh, best van for longer items is a Merc Sprinter or a VW, well, because we did one on Specialist Vans, rather, or a VW Crafter dropside van, which can carry six metre length despite having a four metre-ish flatbed for delivering metal, either sheet, tube, stuff like that. The way you do it, 
one meter behind, one meter, two meter, three meter, four meter, up to that, from headboard to the floor. Um, five meter lengths are loaded from the headboard and stick out the back, just one meter. And six meter lengths are loaded from the rear and tied to the frame and stick out over the cab. So kind of like an angle like that, which means when empty can take pallets, but the drop side van is a very versatile little van. Oh, yeah, I'd give you that. You know, if you you'd have to, if you had a drop side van, you want to be scanning certain. Uh, maybe I would be scanning for um, seven and a half ton jobs. And if the right one come up, going what are you driving mad though? What is it? It's four. It's, it's six pallets. I can't do it. What is it? It's, I can't do it. But you will get the one where it's like it's a load of tubing, and you go, well, I can do tubing, or I can do it cheaper. But um, I think with a drop side van, you, you, with any specialist vehicle, you're much better off trying to find someone who wants that specialist vehicle. It's not really a CX thing. But thanks for thanks for the tips, mate. As always, and the urban trucker again. He says with a um, he's just bought because we did one on the extended bed, didn't we? The five meter extended bed. He said I've just bought a curtain side van with a towel lift. Um, it can take eight standard pallets or 10 euro pallets. The dimensions of the body are roughly four meters long, 2.4 meters wide and 2.4 meters high. So he's kind of got it on the width. Um, he said, I weighed it today with a pump truck straps, a full tank of diesel and me, and it came in at 2,380 kilos. So it's got a payload of 1120, which I thought was good, mate. I think that's phenomenal. Most Luton vans can probably only carry about 150 kilos if they're honest. To get 1,200 kilos, I mean, don't get me wrong, if it can take eight standard pallets, then pallets aren't going to be out of weight much, are they? <laughs> you kind of got to weigh like um, 100 kilos each, but it does happen. Eight pallets of foam, eight pallets of um, empty plastic containers that we've got down at Milton Brown. I've done that last week. So, yeah, it was only six, in fairness. So, no, I think you've got a very versatile little vehicle, mate. I, think, and I know how much we pay for it as well because we spoke on the phone and um, well done you. Um, on trucks, Rem Bell. We do a little truck thing now. Uh, for big trucks, the best set nav is a Garmin, as you're able to set the size of the truck. And a few of them do that. The free one on my phone does that. Tom Tom does that. My issue is you set the size of the truck, and then they take you down under like a three foot bridge anyway. Three uh, three foot. That would be very small. A three meter, three and a half meter bridge anyway, just because they do. Uh, I will one day, if I ever get in a big boy truck, do your proper review. In the meantime, I'm still using Waze. Um, Team Elite UK. Hi, Pete. I'm just thinking of starting out and watching to get an 18-ton truck. Do you think I should get a curtain cider or a box? I would say curtains every time. Curtain cider, DAF, 18-ton, tuck under tail lift. is the most versatile trucks for the amount of jobs you do on the CX. You can do 75%, 80% of the jobs that come up on the CX in that vehicle. I would say of all jobs that come up on the CX in that vehicle. Although why you would run an envelope in an 18-ton truck, I don't know. Um, yeah, you want to, and you want to do the search between seven and a half ton and eighteen ton, because it, I, I don't even search for Lutons anymore. It's much, it's much more worth me waiting. If there isn't, any, if there's a Luton job but not a truck job, I'm better off waiting for the truck job than I'm doing the Luton job. Bell Sization says, oh, we're on trucks again. Uh, a DAF will come up with an engine check light but won't grind to a stop like a Volvo or a Renault due to their computer systems. This is important because if you have a trailer full of frozen goods that are time critical, stopping because a silly computer system is not an option. Yeah, we had it with um, with um, Harry this week. The uh, blue light, the puffy thing come on. It's come on for me as well. And it just is an orange light. And you kind of go, 
and mine used to come on and go off. And then it came on for a little while. I spoke to the mechanic. He went, it's now blue light. It's nothing to worry about. It's an orange light. You're fine. Then it just cleared itself. Maybe it's done a DPF run out or something. Once again, anyone who knows anything more about our blue lights in DAFs, really not my thing, that. <laughs> but <laughs> comments, please. Coming to an end, guys. I know it's been a long one today. Um, investigative News says, regarding the O-license, good video, Pete. Is there a medical? I would appreciate your advice. Not for the O-license. You need a medical if you want your um, CPC license. To drive a lorry, you need a medical, but for an O-license, you don't need to be healthy to run lorries because you're not the one that's going to suffer from a heart attack when they crash into a wall, crash into a wall. You can be sitting behind a desk controlling the lorries, and if you have a heart attack, everyone still driving the lorry is safe. So no medical for the o uh, Mr. Bruce said the meaning of XXX and HHH was, um, oh, I think we did that one last week. We're picking fruit. I did have it on hammers, Mr. Bruce, because I was picking fruit. Admittedly, I only put it on hammers when I started picking fruit. I did have a little rest first to give myself 15 minutes worth of driving time. Give me a jump on the day. Um, as for hammers worth his bed, when do you put it on? Um, when it suits you. Shona taught me that. One of my first female truck drivers. The first female truck driver. Um... Yeah, we'll do one on that, I think. I'm going to go back and I was going to, I was going to make marks of all the videos I've got to do. Completely forgotten. Just remember now at the end. Great. Only done 40 minutes. Uh, Andy Darwin says, this is going BK driving seven and a half tonnes again. Yeah. Seven and a half tonnes again. The Taco is putting me off. Is it easy to use? Yes. With the Taco cards, it's a doddle now. Admittedly, at first, I was been like, oh, what's going on? I'll do you a video on how Tacos work. I'm sure there's a million videos out there, but I'll do one as well. Um, Gerhim Jort says, can you do a video on how to lo load loose heavy boxes on a curtain side? I could, mate, but the problem is everyone is different. It's like, yeah, I'd say Harry out to carry eight pallets of bricks. How do you strap bricks? It's fine if they actually come in the proper plastic, but someone had broken the plastic out of them and they were kind of split pallets. You can shrink wrap them before you put them on. You've got to do a lot of shrink wrapping. Sometimes it is, I had to carry um, a pallet with uh, seven concrete curbs on. I mean, you can put the pallet. You've just got to use your common sense, put it across, strap it round. You know, there are ways, but at the end of the day, all you try and use your imagination, use your common sense, do the best you possibly can. I, I, I can show you, you know. I'd also, I had to carry two pallets full of toothpaste. So I'm, I have to confess, I put them down the middle to um, balance them up better. Got to Waitrose, looked at the bulb in the bulging side of my curtain and went, oh, that's not supposed to be there. Fortunately, with Waitrose, they keep you waiting a long time before they put you on a bay, which gave me three quarters of an hour to restack the two pallets of toothpaste and re-shrink wrap them with the shrink wrap I carry in the back. Otherwise, they looked like a one look at the load and went, we ain't accepting that. But don't get me wrong, the toothpaste was fine. The packages were fine. The pallets had gone absolutely doolally. And in conclusion, <laughs> sorry, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> I've only ever had to pay for one load in all the time I've done it because I dropped two stools. That was it. <laughs> uh, yeah, in conclusion, Dean9050. He says, is this, this is one he watched this week. He said, here's a good one for you, Pete. I was driving home um, off nights in my car at 6 a.m. and an Arctic in front of me blew two tyres and then the wheels came off and started bouncing down the dual carriageway. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. Luckily, no injuries. Guys, if you want a truck, check, check, check your nuts. But <laughs> in fairness, that's not going to help you with a blower, isn't it? Sometimes these things happen. But um, yeah, <coughs> that's it. So, 
there's one coming. Don't forget the changes to the LEZ happen a week Monday. So the LEZ is expanding. Uh, there's going to be some YouTube shorts coming out. Um, that's about it. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, all of you, for all your wonderful comments and all your subscriptions. It's truly appreciated, and you know what to do. Take care. Take money. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big.